0: Thank you for joining with me again. I am continuing with my thoughts um, about God and about our situation, and hopefully these ideas are helpful for you. And uh, please let me know uh, what you feel about them, whether you agree or disagree. Um, I think dialogue is very, very important, and we grow as a result of talking to one another. So let's talk about these things. Uh, thank you again for your financial support as you've given through PayPal and through the website and as well as through the mail, the snail mail, but it still works pretty efficiently. I'm continuing with Nehemiah chapter 2 and we were, we were talking about in another podcast how God um, used Nehemiah and um, how... I'm understanding that we are to pray as if you know we won't have any human help, no people will be involved, it's only God, but then we are to work as if God would not be involved and really give it our best, understanding that God has an agenda in time that will overrule or overshadow or extend beyond anything we do in our present life. So God is in charge of the time given to human history, but God mostly works through people to fulfill his work and his will on earth. Um, this is something also the enemy does, right? He, he works through people to get his stuff done, mostly, Um This seems to be a principle of life on earth. God is in charge, and he may not tell you and me exactly what he is doing and how he has planned to win the war. God may allow the enemy to win some battles and then turn around and win the war just to make a point that will only make sense in eternity. As we sing, we will understand it better by and by when the morning comes, right? So there are a lot of experiences you and I will have on earth um, that were like, wow, you know, it came out like this. Yeah, that's the way it came out. But in eternity, we would understand it better. So let's go back to Nehemiah chapter 2, verse 7. I'll pick up from there. Moreover, this is Nehemiah talking. I said unto the king... If it please the king, let letters be given me to the governors beyond the river that they may convey me over till I come into Judah. Now I want to pause here for a moment. Remember that Nehemiah had prayed to God for wisdom and he continued to speak to the king with respect. See, no matter how spiritual we are, when we are in situations and under government rulership, we still need to ask for wisdom and respect, walk with that, even when we disobey the rules. You know, if if the government is trying to get us to do something that goes against the will of God, we don't have to get nasty, but we want to be clear, you know? Nehemiah Nehemiah could have thought, I have the king's permission and the grace of God. I don't need anything else. But he asked for more human clarification in the form of documentation of his authority. Nothing wrong with that. In verse number eight, he says, And a letter given unto Asap, the keeper of the king's forest, that he may give me timber to make beams for the gates of the palace, which appertaineth to the house, and for the wall of the city, and for the house that I shall enter into. And notice verse 8, it says here at the end, And the king granted me according to the good hand of my God, Upon me. Wow, are you getting that? The king mood. According to the hand of God upon me, man. I pray that you and I would experience the hand of God upon our lives today. God is with you. Yes, He is. Yes, He is. Yes, He is. I was listening to Dr. Erica Shepherd discuss her recent relocation of her ministry. You know, she had a ministry, a ranch in California, and she was ministering to some uh, famous celebrities and bringing deliverance and um, helping young men um, out of prison and turning gangbangers around from Watts area. And, you know, big ranch out in in Malibu. God moved upon her heart to move um, to the south and moved um, to where the location she is now. And she was sharing... How that process went for her, the relocation of her ministry, the purchase of a church building and property for healing homes and all of that. How does she do it? She explained how once she had a clear understanding of the vision of God in her heart, she started moving forward based on the grace on her life. Going through the open doors God provided, but also working on the legal aspects of the move and buying property. God gave the vision. God made the opportunity available. But God did not sign the legal papers to buy the property. That was Dr. Erica's part. Are you, you, you getting it? Yesterday, man, I was able to enjoy a wonderful dinner that included Pinto beans. Anybody know me? I love me some beans, right? And my wife would make them just like I like them, man. Oh, my God. Let me stop. Anyway, back to my notes. God provided the beans, but we had to pick them and cook them. Are you getting the picture? God gave Nehemiah a way to get the material, right? and he gave the permission to rebuild Jerusalem. But at the same time, you know, he put, put it on the heart of the king to get give him the permission to rebuild. But at the same time, God did not free the children of Israel from all of their oppressors. Since God is obviously powerful enough to move on the heart of the king to help Nehemiah, why didn't God also free the children of Israel at the same time? I'm not certain that my answer will be correct. But here's what I understand. When God has a larger agenda working, he may involve you and me, right, in working with him on the larger agenda, but our working will only be part of the larger agenda. We will not be in control of the entire thing. God may use you and me to to, to flow in a healing ministry, right? And even raise the dead. The Bible talks about how believers will raise the dead. However, at this time, according to the Bible, God is not planning to raise all the dead, even though he will use us to raise some dead people. Do you see my point? Although I know that we are about to go into a very dark period of human history, oh man, I see the signs very clearly where we are going. I have found a certain sense of peace in understanding this principle. I can do my part to help relieve the suffering I see and the suffering I know that is coming, but... That would not stop all of the suffering at this time. I will continue to pray for the world, to pray for my government leaders and everyone I know who is suffering. I will do my part the best I can to be part of the solution while at the same time understanding that my efforts will not relieve all of the suffering on earth. That will only happen when Jesus returns. So Father God, I pray that you would help me and all of those listening to settle into this assurance that we belong to you. We are part of what you're doing. But you have a plan to deal with the whole thing in your timing, and in your way. Help us to effectively do our part, even when we don't see that our part will change everything, help us to do the part we're supposed to do today, no matter how small we think it may be. I believe that there's someone today who will come across a young man who needs encouragement, Or a mother struggling with her children needs encouragement. And you're like, oh, no big deal. Man, encouragement is a big deal. People pay a lot of money for encouragement. You can extend it. Reach out to someone today that may come across your path. You don't have to force it. But be prepared. Be open. Be ready for God to work through you. You may not solve all of the problems that person is facing, but you can solve some of it. Watch God work and extend beyond your work. Ah, in Jesus' mighty name we pray, amen. Thank the Lord. Hey, listen, be kind enough to share these talks with anyone that you feel would benefit from them. Thank you so much for walking with me and sharing your ideas. Love you to life.